You ready to begin this shindig? Sure, why not? Okay. One, two. A one, two, three. Welcome back to The Watchlist with Patty and Bill. Make sure you click on that subscribe button wherever you listen to your podcasts. Make sure you log on to thewatchlistpod.com to catch up on all of our back episodes. You can also engage with us on social media at symbol pirate Alice, at symbol Bill Ivory Larson, at symbol the watchlist pod. And if you just happen to be listening on Apple, please give us a five star review. We would love it. And thank you so much for subscribing and thank you so much for lending us your ears for however long we feel like yammering on. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So how are you? I'm okay. You just okay? Well, I went to the doctor today because I have what the, is called trigger finger in yeah. my middle finger. Yeah. I had it in my right hand last year and had surgery to make it better. Right. It's like when um when like your finger gets caught, like the joint gets caught kind of. Yeah. And you can't yeah. unbend your finger. Yeah. Um for those who don't know what trigger finger is. Um imagine your finger is like a, a pulley system, and the tendon that helps you bend your fingers gets off that little pulley roller, and then things don't work right. That's what happens when you get trigger finger. Sometimes your finger just you just feel the catch, which is kind of weird but cool, in that mm-hmm. goofy weirdo person kind of way, which is what I am. But lately, it just hurts like a mofo. And it's mm. not just the finger; it's like into the it's ball the of it's my the palm. Hand. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, I can't fully straighten out my finger; it's like stuck, bent. So what did they say? Well, they could do surgery on the left hand now to fix it, which the right hand surgery was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes they like to start with an injection of steroids into where that is to help yeah. alleviate the swelling, which is why I've got the Im- immense pain. Yeah. And since I'm going on vacation to a beautiful sandy beach with saltwater surf, I don't want to have surgery and have stitches in my hand yeah. while I'm there. So yeah. I was when like, do you leave? Um, we leave on the 16th of October. Okay, good. So I got two weeks to figure out how smart you are and how to run this show. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so I, ha- I, we both, the doctor and I are, are like, well, yeah, sandy beach, salt water, chlorine. Yeah. If you go in the pool, you don't yeah. want stitches in your hand for that. And I'm like, yeah, not so much. He's like, well, let's try the steroid shot and see how that works out. It might solve the problem completely no surgery needed i'm like let's do it and you know a needle going into your hand is gonna hurt like a motherfucker you just know it it's gonna be unpleasant because they're stabbing you in the palm of your hand Mm. what i didn't set up for was you feel that steroid going into the palm of your hand sure do holy mother of god have you never had an injection in your knee? Oh, yeah. The knee is, but knee isn't quite the same as your hand. 
Oh, I the I, hand. I just... Everything involving your hand is like eight million times hurtier than any other part of your body. I'm sorry, Your Honor. I must object. The last time Doctor Fuckface injected my knee. He actually missed the mark, so he actually had to root around. Okay, with so that's that big that's ass not needle. the same as when they get it right and just put it in there. When oh, they get no, it wrong, then, that's gonna hurt like a mofo anyway. But no, but then when he presses the plunger oh, and you feel yeah. the goo oh, going, yeah. oh, my I've had it God. in both knees, uh, and yeah, and it feels great afterwards. The first you feel day, fantastic afterwards. The first day is like fuck, but yeah. imagine your hand. In yeah. the joint of your hand, where you're, like, doing stuff with that hand all day. Your knee, you can rest your knee while that pain is hurting. But when you, you want to pick up stuff and you're doing stuff that you don't even think about with your hand, you just do it naturally, you're like, wow, that hurts. But feeling that in there, like, holy shit. Are you a lefty or a righty? I'm a righty, but you don't realize how much you just... Do not thinking with yeah. your left hand. Uh, yeah, true that. And after, as that was happening, the injection in my hand, I was like, yeah, I did not do this in the right hand because I'd remember that. <laughs> we went straight for the surgery with my hand, with my right yeah, hand. Yeah, where you're all knocked out and stuff. No, I, you're not knocked out for that surgery. What? It's local anesthetic. Numb your hand. You're wide awake for the whole thing. You're not even kind of like laughing gas loopy. You're just hanging out, listening to it, which is a darn good thing I was not knocked out because he didn't numb my hand fully. And when he starts to go cutting into my hand, I was like, wow. That was my actual reaction. I was like, wow. And he's like, did you feel that? And I'm like, I did. And he's like, you feel this? I'm like, yeah, that hurts too. So I, I had to have a wow. tooth extracted a couple of years ago. Oh, I've Was had it a that. couple of years ago? I've had quite a few of those. And they said, well, we're not going to do anything. You're going to be wide awake. We're going to give you laughing gas. Yeah, that's not enough. And and I swear to you, first of all, laughing gas works as a laughing gas. Mm-hmm. I, I, I have never laughed harder in all my life. <laughs> And if you and if you hear how boomy my voice is, this is I don't talk about the the boom in my voice a lot, but they they heard me throughout the entire office. <laughs> That's amazing. And then when he went to go in to say, "Oh yeah, you're fucked you're fucked up enough. I'm going to go in and pull this tooth and it wouldn't come out." Oh shit. So I'm half laughing, half in pain, like mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I, you, you can't I, I, I'm sorry, I can't. He ended up having to put me out. Yeah, yeah. To take out the tooth, but the laughing gas is is no joke. It that shit actually makes you high. Yeah. You laugh. I mean, but whatever it does. Not it does, suppress pain. No, it does not. At least not, not for so, me. It does. No. And so I guess it's supposed to distract you. You're laughing so that they can just go in and yank. That no, no. But the yanking. Oh no, it was mm-hmm. it was not good. Yeah, no. So anyway, so thank you for attending the doctor <laughs> watch list with Patty and Bill. Yeah. Um, we've both been in excruciating pain, and I'm glad we settled that matter. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, that's where I'm now. My hand still, it doesn't hurt as much as it did. 
like maybe an hour, two hours ago, but it still kind of oh, really good. hurts. Well, then it's put some ice on it or something uh, or some uh, heater. It, it'll be fine. No, don't give me that. Uh, uh, no. It's just like a soreness now. Oh, but you know what? No, but you see, I call bullshit. If there is a way that either heat or ice can actually help numb it even more so you're more comfortable, do it. <laughs> just do it. Uh, no, don't give me that. Uh, oh, I'll be fine. I'm just going to suffer through this pain. And it's less than it was before. Instead of an 11, it's actually down to a 6.35. Oh, see, I no. don't go by numbers on my pain scale. My pain scale is don't do that to I will make you die an infinite number of painful excruciating deaths if you don't stop that right this second so Patty is pinhead from that, that is so, my, my pain scale like I'd prefer you just stop that right now maybe you so shouldn't you do your... that right now my pain scale is like I'd really rather not have this happen so, so... I mean, it's not like I want to kill things. It's not like, like, just you know, stop right now. Just stop. It's I like, just don't understand don't like it. why you don't help yourself out. I don't know. It just, I don't know. Because it, it doesn't, it doesn't make it go away completely. It's still no, there. But it, now, and now my hand is cold. Or now my hand is hot. You, you do realize that, and I'm, and I'm just spitballing here that your hand feeling cold or hot or whatever it is could actually end up having a better effect on your hand and the cold will eventually go away but you might alleviate some of that pain i'm just saying i'm just spitballing or that glass of wine could actually do exactly the same and that's what i'm doing as she like swirls it around the screen that i'm looking at oh yeah take i was waiting for you to notice <laughs> Well, I'm, I'm trying to looking. whisper in here because I'm exasperated. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I wasn't yeah. looking. And now I'm saying you're just going to alcohol yourself up. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to I'm so, gonna numb my pain through alcohol and candy, which I'm done with the candy for now. because I did do candy. I did do candy today. I am, and I think we have had this discussion before. First of all, I'm a Twizzlers nut. Oh, I do love Twizzlers. I but do. But I am... I, I do have to say I have forsaken regular Twizzlers. Really? For the for the chewier, softer pull string Twizzlers. Oh, so like it's a, a twist of multiple things and you pull one Yes. Okay. Yes. I've yes. I, I like those too. Those are good too. They they have a to me okay. They do have a slightly different texture, but they I do. like them both on their own you know, for what they are. I and I and I have to say they are so soft and chewy and good and like stupid good and and I I love them. Mm. To the point where I look at regular Twizzlers and go, "Okay." <laughs> <laughs> I see. <laughs> so, I I've been on one of those kicks lately too. Although it pisses me off, they have such a long shelf life that there was a promo, I think last year, where you could get a five dollar credit on Voodoo if you bought packages of that, oh, wow. <laughs> and so I I've had like twenty five or thirty dollars worth of promo dollars for Voodoo, and then you go and and you try to do the promo, and it says, "Oops, I'm sorry, it looks like that promo ended." 
fuck you. I'm still eating your damn Twizzlers. And, but damn it, I thought I could finally buy Top Gun Maverick for free. <laughs> oh, well. Oh, well. All right. I had Reese's. Reese's are good. You put them in the freezer, and then the outside chocolate's hard, but the peanut butter on the inside is still soft, and it's it's really delicious that way. It is actually good. I like freeze. I like making chocolate things colder because mm-hmm. it makes it slightly funner to eat. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because yeah. the room temperature Reese's are a little too smushy. They're a little too smushy because then when you take off the tin foil. Or whatever wrapper there is, it's it, some of it is left on the the, the, the paper cup, the, at the tin bottom. foil, yeah. and then you gotta suck it off, and then and then, it's and then a, uh, for me, I look sometimes. like fucking Jabba the Hut, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like that, that, that. Oh, he's look, he's trying to get all the chocolate. Yeah, off, look fat at that slob over there, just licking yeah. her candy wrappers because she can't get enough. <laughs> Why don't you just eat the wrapper too, you fat tubba dubba? Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Wow. Yes, I feel that's what goes through my head when I'm licking the the wrappers. <laughs> I no, I I'm believe me, I'm there with you. I've sucked ketchup packets. Ooh, I have sucked the candy no. wrapper. Oh yeah, you never. I'm not. I don't like ketchup, so no. Oh, uh, you know what, people? You have found out way too much about us right yeah, now, and I'm realizing the first fifteen minutes. But off it topic is actually is... kind of on topic. So okay. here's my first question for people. And I know we've asked this before. What is your favorite movie food? Yeah, we have. And asked it doesn't it matter. If, but it but it doesn't matter if you see a movie in a theater or at home. Do you have the Pavlovian response to want to eat movie food when you watch a movie? Hmm. And then, if so, what is it? I would love to know. So log on to thewatchlistpod.com, click on the contact bus button, or engage with us on social media. I would love to. I would love to know. Because when I hunker down for a movie, I like movie snacky kind of food. Hmm. You know that whole like you almost cross a line with like a Bruin view, where it's like a burger and fries. To me, that kind of crosses a line. Kind of. Yeah. But I sure as shit don't want like a full steak or or like you know whatever they serve in highfalutin theaters in their premium room. Right. I want something that I can grab, fold and bite. Yeah. And not worry about it like dog. dribbling on me. Right. And you know what like all right. So when I worked in theaters Literally worked for low Cineplex movie theaters, and we would we would open them up. The biggest thing were chicken fingers and curly fries. That was the pinnacle of technology back when I worked for them in like '99, and I worked for low Cineplex from '98 to 2000. Okay. So, rest in peace, low Cineplex, which is now no more. Um, so when we would open theaters, you know, you had to get the kitchen ready. And how else do you get the kitchen ready? You make shit. So chicken fingers and and curly fries were perfect because you could literally pick them up with your fingers and eat them. You didn't really need a fork. Mm -hmm. The most you would do is you dip them and dab them in sauce and eat them. Yeah. But and and you know popcorn is always the standard. And oh my god, movie popcorn is just crack. But now you can get a, a plethora of different things, and I and I, I, 
I like keeping certain things pure. But anyhow, that that's just my two cents. So I would like to know what people eat. When I watch a movie, even at home, I just, I want a snack. It's it's more like a snacky thing, I guess, is what I'm saying. Um, I usually don't eat anything when I'm watching TV or a no. movie on TV, no. Um, huh. I don't really crave much unless I'm already hungry. And then, mm. you know, well make pizza or I'll have a sandwich or if we get chips in the house I'll have chips but I don't sit down thinking I need popcorn or any specific oh. candies I got the candy and the wine today because of my hand I thought your hand hurts you deserve something nice <laughs> so here's a bag of Reese's yes. <laughs> and here's a bottle there you of go. <laughs> case closed yeah. but I didn't I agree with that uh, I ate some of them while I watched a show, and then I'm like, oh, I'm going to eat this whole bag. I'm going to put the rest in the freezer again. Mm. Now that we have wasted 20, yeah, 20 minutes talking about infirmities and movie food, what did you watch this week? I've got three things. How many do you, you got have, got three sir? things? Mm-hmm. I have two things. Ooh. Then I will go first. I have two. You go first. I watched Hocus Pocus 2. I knew you would. I knew you would. I knew you would. Mm-hmm. I watched one and then two. I followed them up like that. Yeah. And Hocus Pocus 2, it is a true sequel to Hocus Pocus. It opens with the young sisters in 1653. They're in Salem, and they're getting harassed by this Reverend Trask guy. He wants to banish Winifred out of Salem for reasons and he's going to take away her two sisters so they can be raised right and that's the backstory for the three sisters in that episode if you remember the first or not that in this movie in the sequel and the first one we saw them being harassed back in 16 whatever in salem and how they were I don't know, banished or whatever, being witches. So this one goes a little bit further back to give you some setup for this movie. So now it's 2022, and of course the sisters get risen again, and it's the same actresses playing the the Sanderson sisters. And this time we got some teenage girls in this, um, where it's one of the girls' birthday is Halloween, and they're into going to the magic shop with their crystals and whatnot. And, of course, the magic shop is the former Sanderson house. And the owner of the shop gifts Becca, whose birthday it is, a candle that he made for her birthday. And then all the wackiness yes, ensues. It's, it's a cute sequel to the first one. Hocus Pocus was made for kids. Hocus Pocus 2 is also made for kids. It's not meant to be. It's not. It's kind of. It's made for kids. But like kind of trying to do some fan service to the adults who liked the first one. Okay. It's it's cute. It's what it is what it is. It's Hocus Pocus 2 made for the Disney Channel. And it's got the three sisters and they're singing. I put a spell on you and shit. And yeah. Yeah, I mean, okay. 
It's so cute. it's, ex- it it's is wissy what it wig. Is. What you see is what you get. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. All right. It's. it's I just yeah. had a feeling you were going to watch it, and I and I almost watched it. And I'm like, no, because some friends actually, uh, for our, some friends of ours, shout out to April and Dante, they were going to have an outdoor uh, screening s- uh-huh. movie party, mm-hmm. and they bought a projector, and they have a screen, Ooh. so everybody was going to come to their house and do an outdoor thing. Um, but because of the rains from Irma actually hitting the East Coast Today? this weekend. Oh, man. Yeah, well, tonight into an all-day tomorrow, that got canceled. And honestly, uh, I have other announcing responsibilities on Sunday, beginning in the morning, and I'm like, well, no, I I shouldn't go do that. So. Well, you know, it's a cute movie. It is what it is. Okay. So... The first thing that I, and, and let's keep on the Spookies theme. I don't know if you and Dwight ever watched this, Los Spookies. Oh, yes. I've watched Los Spookies. Yes. And I, and I, and, and you had texted me earlier today. So, friends, here's a little insight into the show, sort of behind the scenes, if you will, a little BTS. Mm-hmm. I hadn't watched anything until today. <laughs> So sometimes I, I look for quick and easy things to watch. I feel like I reviewed Los Spooky. I think but... you did. And okay. I, I I think you did. And I was like, you know what? It's almost October. As we record this, it's actually the last day of September. So when everybody hears this, it's going to be like October 2nd or 3rd anyway. And I was like, you know what? Let me start getting into the, the spooky kind of feel. So I watched Los Spookies. And it is an original on HBO. I caught it on HBO Max. Mm-hmm. And it's a series that has started its second season, by the way. But I watched the pilot episode today. Oh. And and I just I, I thought it was I thought it was really cute it's and charming. It's a fun show, yeah. It's a fun it's a fun show. Fun and and what I dug about it, which is usually something I, I don't dig, but I dug it about this show. It is all subtitled because they speak Spanish throughout the entire show, except for a couple of times where you actually hear English. And even in the English is, sub, is, is um, captioned in Spanish. So it is a completely accessible show to the Hispanic community and I love it. And usually with subtitles, I, I'm, I'm not into that because I have to read the subtitles and kind of not watch what's going on but because of this show and what it is it adds to it to me I, I don't know if that makes sense and then there's this spooky person who calls at the end of the show saying I want you to come and do this for me and then you real <laughs> and, and you know it's gonna go off the rails but these kids are kind of quirky and fun if you're looking for something to kick off the Halloween season Los says spookies on HBO Max. So what are the kids doing in this show? So 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 in this show um oh, it's it's kind of hard. They're they're trying to do something to make a name for themselves, to be to to I don't know, do something successful. And they're really good at producing horror. 
And so one of them is, is he, he's got blue hair and he thinks of himself as very spooky, but he's this sort of alternative kid. And the main leader guy, one guy calls him a greaser. And he's kind of not a greaser, but he's it, uh, it, it's just a band of sort of misfit kids trying to do something. And in the whole this whole episode, they're trying to help the priest look better because um, there's a younger priest that's come to town with extraordinarily shiny lips, they say, <laughs> which is actually kind of funny. Um, and so they they actually rig an exorcism. There we go. And so, and it's and and it's called le. It's called la exorcismo. That sounds right. Mm. It's rightish. Please. Oh, if it's exorcismo, it'd be el exorcismo. Yes. What whatever the true sp- I, and I know I'm butchering if it. If it's exorcismo, but, then it'd be la. Yeah, true. And it would be a female. Well, actually, Spanish. it was a female. Yeah. So any whoosie. Um, so they're putting on a fake exorcism. Okay. It's it's just fun. And Fred Armisen is actually the biggest name attached to this, or at least yeah, I remember is in him the first being episode. In it. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's just a fun show. And if you're looking for something different and out of the ordinary, Los Es Spookies. And I I, I thought it was cute, yeah. I thought giving a little more yeah. what it's about might be helpful for people. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So my next one is the documentary that just started on HBO Max called Hostages. I looked at that, too. This is four episodes, and it's all about the Iran hostage crisis. In 1979, some Iranian radicals stormed the U.S. Embassy in Tehran, and they took control and took 52 Americans hostage, and that was for 444 days they held them hostage. It was a political disaster for Jimmy Carter, and it cost him a whole, you know, his getting reelected. And it's that is the baseline, though, for our foreign relations with Iran, and that is exactly where our relations are to this day, was that. And the first episode just kind of sets the stage for you. It tells you who the Shah of Iran was and why he was important and why U.S. and world politics viewed him the way they did. And some people loved him. Some people hated him. And they talked to former hostages. They talked to the hostage takers. They talked to different government folks and wives of the hostages and other media people that were covering the whole story at the time. So this is really gives you a full view of what that was all about. I mean, I was eight going on nine when this happened. Yeah, yeah, me too. And so I I just knew that this new news show started up every night talking about it and that news show lives to this day it is abc news nightline Hmm. nightline started as the what's happening with the hostages today where do we stand in the hostage crisis today yep wow ted koppel nightline 
It exists to this so, day because of the Iran hostage crisis. So would you recommend Absolutely, watching? yeah. It is really, okay. really informative. It really will give you what's the whole shebang in all sides. Which some of the hostage takers they talked to, I was like, how did you find these people and talk? Wow, this was some good... I feel it was a good investigative stuff, but maybe these people are very active still today so that the people know who they are, who mm. are part of all that. I don't know, but it was it was cool to to hear what was going on. And there is some, there's a lot of footage from back in the day, and there's even some footage of in where the hostages were held, too. So they got a hold of whatever video was being taken in you know in the embassy of all that wow. which i think was really kind of wow so i saw the previews for that too and i thought wow yeah that seems very interesting because it happened in our lifetime even though we were kids at the time mm-hmm. i i just and in complete transparency i didn't want to get into something that i didn't think i'd have enough time to finish oh yeah Especially since I just started watching stuff today. Again, full yeah, honesty. Yeah. But, uh, well, I'm glad you... It, it's hard to say I'm glad you enjoyed it. I am glad that you found it as informative and as enlightening as you did. There you go. I found it very enlightening. And it was incredibly informative. And, yeah, I think... I, I would recommend other people watch it, too. People who are into documentaries or want to know more about mm-hmm. the Iran hostage crisis yeah this is a good one good one to watch well especially especially like you said forming our relationship with iran to this day yeah, that is the foundation and the of shit that is going on yeah. in iran as we speak yeah yeah just because we don't hear about iran iran is always going on yeah. by the way yeah. if you watch any kind of international news and you should mm-hmm. oh yeah yeah. Any who's yeah, it, it, And where is that again? It's on HBO Max, and yeah, it will definitely inform you on why Iranians view Americans the way they do. Mm. All right. It'll really give you that insight. Well, as they say on the news, well, switching gears right now, uh-huh. I watched a brand new comedy on Hulu called Reboot. I was going to watch that, and it wasn't on my list. Okay. How is that show? And, and well, hang on a second. <laughs> it stars Rachel Bloom, who was on My Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Yep. Uh, Johnny Knoxville oh, from Jackass. Geez. Okay. Keegan-Michael Key. I love him. And Judy Greer. I like her, too. I, I love her. And actually, Paul Reiser is in this as well. Really? Yeah. So the whole premise of this show is that Rachel Bloom's character, who is a an edgy comedy writer or an edgy writer, pitches the reboot of a, of a family sitcom that she used to love when she was a kid. And that sitcom just happened to be written by and and... The showrunner for that show was her father, played by Paul Reiser. So they reboot this sitcom. And the whole premise of the sitcom 
was that Johnny Knoxville and Judy Greer were married and had a kid. They divorced, and Keegan-Michael Key became the stepdad. Okay. But they were all still living together. Mm-hmm. And the wackiness ensued, and it was, early, it was late 90s, you know, sitcom-y kind of stuff. Well, she envisions this as a far more edgy reboot with confrontations and all that stuff. So she is at odds with her father about how to run this show. And the actors come back and they have their own thing. But I got to tell you, it's fucking entertaining. It is, it, it's, it's really a cross between 30 Rock and... Uh, oh, I don't, I don't even know what other show to cross it with. But it's a little 30 Rocky. But it's it's just really good, and it's got it's got some heart to it. And I watched two episodes of it today, and I would watch more. And by the way, this show is on Hulu. Are all the episodes available, or are they doing this once a week thing? It looks like the first three episodes dropped on the twentieth. Okay. Episode four dropped literally a couple of days ago, but episode five drops on the fourth. Okay. So, anywho, I just think it's worth it. But I think overall, set against the backdrop of a reboot, mm-hmm. it is a very interesting and and humorous show oh, called yeah. Reboot, and it's on Hulu. Cool. Okay. I was interested yeah. in watching that. Yes. So my last thing, still going back into history with true tales, the greatest beer run ever. It's on Apple you, TV Plus. I watched it. Did you watch it? I watched it. Oh, this I'm jealous. is so much fun. It really is. So the greatest beer run ever is based on like real stuff, real events. This actually happened. It stars Zach Efron, Russell Crowe, and Bill Murray. And it's based on a book and there was like a really short documentary about it too. Um John Chicky Donahue, he's 26, mm-hmm. he's a former Marine, but he was only like, he only served like in Massachusetts. He didn't like have, there. He, he must have served between wars, is what I'm guessing, between Korea and Vietnam, because he didn't see any combat. And he's back home in New York, he's jobless, he's just hanging out at the bar, sleeping till 2 or 3 o'clock. They're talking about their friends of Vietnam, and a lot of them are are dying, or they can't find them and stuff. And they're hanging out at the bar one night, and somebody says that these friends of ours, these vets over in Vietnam, they're so unappreciated. Nobody, nobody's doing anything for them. They're treated poorly. We're only talking about like bad shit and stuff. And somebody says, or the Bill Murray, the bartender, says, you know, I would go to Vietnam and just bring one of each of these, our guys, a beer and say, we support you. We love you. We're here. We're here for you. We're rooting for you. And our guy Chicky's like, yeah, I'm going to do that. I'm going to go to Vietnam and I'm going to bring our boys some beer and tell them, we appreciate you. We're behind you. Yeah. And everybody's like, yeah, do it. And, of course, because Chicky is the the sloth of humankind, 
says he's going to do things and then never follows through, everybody's like, oh, you don't, you're not really going to do that. Yeah. And he's like, okay, yeah, so I do nothing. I do nothing all day. Well, I'm going to do something. And so he heads out, finds a, a cargo ship going to Vietnam. And he's like, do you need anybody for the crew? Because I run, I'm an engine guy. And they're like, you know what? Yeah, we do need an engine guy. And he's like, when does it leave? They're like, tonight. And he's like, tonight, yeah. Oh, oh. you could tell he's like, this is going to happen. Fuck. But he does it. And he goes and he hunts down his friends that are serving in Vietnam with his duffel bag full of Pabst Blue Ribbon. And he delivers them beer. And they all think he's fucking nuts. What are you doing in a combat zone? Why is a civilian in Vietnam where there's a fucked up war that is more fucked up than any war? Then yeah. He learns that the war isn't like the other wars he's heard about from his dad and his grandpa. World War II and whatnot. And he realizes this is some fucked up shit some seriously Mm. fucked up shit so it does give him an attitude adjustment of what combat is and what the Vietnam War is and he takes more appreciation from it for his sister who's one of the protesters of the war and how she views it and he's realizing yeah this, this war isn't this isn't good shit this is some fucked up shit But it's mostly focusing on his relationship with his friends and how, and how he, even though they're like, you're fucked up and crazy, they still appreciate that camaraderie of friend from home cares enough, comes to visit, comes to visit me and 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 bring me a beer. We run through no man's land getting shot at just to find out you fucker, you're here. What the fuck are you doing here? Yeah. It's funny, it's so, heartwarming, it's touching, it's it's all those things wrapped in, up into one. And it was really, it was a really good story, very entertaining. And it's on Apple TV Plus, right? And it's on Apple TV Plus. And yeah, I would sign up for Apple TV Plus for this. Wow. Knowing that there's other good shit on Apple TV Plus worth watching. Like Ted Lasso. I haven't watched that one yet, but like Ted Lasso, like... Uh, well, the morning show that you had watched, Mythic Quest, yeah. Mythic Quest, yes, thank you. Mythic Quest and the uh, Five the Days... Severance and Five Days at Memorial. That's another one based on yeah. true shit. Yeah. That was like, damn. Yeah, the and Coda. You can see Coda as well. Yeah. Oscar winning movie. So, sidebar, mm-hmm. segueing into our news, news. segment. News. <laughs> so, you had texted me something. I had texted you. You had, te- you had texted me uh, <laughs> that Regal Theaters was trying something new, their Mystery Movie Mondays. Yes, the Mystery Movie Monday. Pay $5.00. To and not you get know a ticket to a movie. See. Yep. And until you sit down and the lights go down and poof, 
Yeah. There and it is. You're told it is a brand new movie that has not yet been released. Been released. So it's not like you're going to sit down and see uh, Gunsmoke or some shit. That's a TV yeah. show, though, isn't it? Gunsmoke? How it's old the first are you? Old, I'm just thinking some ancient shit that you wouldn't really want to see. Oh, my God. For $5 or not. Yeah. That's a TV oh show, though. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think of a movie, like an old movie. Wizard of Oz. It's not like you're paying $5 to sit down and I'm, I'm going to watch Wizard of Oz. Great, thanks. You know. Although that is kind of worth it to see it in a theater just once. Not if you didn't want anyway, to see it. But you're right. But the reason I bring that up in the uh-huh. news section is because you found out what movie it was. And it was the greatest beer run ever. The greatest beer run ever. And I only found that out because Dwight found that out. But he didn't go. And I and I thought to myself, self, this this sounds like an intriguing idea. So I so I asked Laura what she thought of it, who is always my sounding board. And love her to death. And she said, That sounds like an intriguing prospect to go to the movie on a Monday night and you never know what you're gonna see. Um I I but I said to her in the same breath because God, I've turned into a grumpy fucker as I've gotten older. <laughs> and, I, and I hate being such a negative Nancy, but it's true. I think it's jumping the shark a little bit. It, yeah, it could be. Dwight was pleased that he did not pay to go see it because we can watch that movie here for free. Ah, uh, yes. But, all right. Pres- okay, so I'm not going to be negative Nancy. I'm going to be positive Paula. Uh, at least you're seeing it on a big screen and you're supporting the theater business. Right. That and that is a far more cinematic experience than in your house. And because there you know, are far fewer people with Apple Plus, it gives them an it would have given them an opportunity, opportunity to see a movie to see they would not have seen. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. So and it's a good movie, so I think that's a good one if it that would maybe give them enough positive reinforcement to do this again. I just think it's, I think it is a little jumpy sharky because there is, I mean, there might be one or two movies that I'd be interested in seeing in a theater. Smile might be one of them, just being that in the Halloween season to now. be one of the ones they were going to do. Yeah. Like, I would, I would love to see Smile. Um, but again, like I waited for It Follows on streaming. The sex movie, you, you know, you're, the killer comes after you after you have sex with somebody who is infected. And the only way oh. to become uninfected is by passing it on when you have sex with somebody oh. else. It was actually a very interesting concept and a, and a good way to talk about STDs without talking about STDs. Mm-hmm. But again, I think it is a gimmick to get people to come to a movie theater, especially for something like Regal. Because I, I don't know if they're really hurting based on AMC having a bigger slice of the pie. But I would like to see them do it again. And I may take advantage of that at some point. But you're, Dwight is right. I'd be pissed if it was something I could actually see for free. You know? mm-hmm. Oh, and there's one more thing I had to talk about with, with uh, uh, Reboot. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and then we'll get back to news in a second. Reboot is a very R-rated show. Okay, good job. And, and it is R-rated for language, and you see boobies. 
Oh. Not not many people know I have a 65-inch TV. Ooh. So so pretty big and it actually just happens to be in our rec room very close to a window. Mhm. And so if you are walking down the street in the right direction, you not only can see what I'm watching, you could probably sit there with a chair and watch what I'm watching. Cool. Um, no, not cool when you see Judy Greer's boobies. Oh. During the day, and I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> and I had no idea that you were actually going to see boobs. Ah. And I, and, and, I, and I realize sometimes with the things that we watch... Oh, yeah, I maybe shouldn't have the curtain open for some of it. Not that it's all raunchy or anything like that, but if if it is R-rated, mm-hmm. like one of the things that I almost watched for this week was the new Marilyn Monroe biopic on Netflix, oh. which which has an NC-17 rating. Oh. That was the big deal about that one. And so what is NC-17 about that? Yeah, if I'm going to watch that, yeah, I got to watch the neighbor's kids. Anywho. Pulling down the blinds. So getting back to news. News. uh, If you have not seen the new Deadpool 3 teaser from Ryan Reynolds, you need to watch that shit. I am not going to spoil it for you. It is funny, as Ryan Reynolds does funny. Yes. And there is a surprise at the end that will kind of knock you on your ass. What? So go find it on YouTube, and you're welcome. Okay. Uh, It also looks like the director of the new Blade movie with Mahershala Ali is no longer directing the movie with Mahershala Ali. He will stay on as an exec producer, but yeah, that's now not going to happen. Bassam Tariq was scheduled to direct Blade for the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and that ain't happening now. So there is that. And uh, let's see. Oh, yeah, Trevor Noah is leaving The Daily Show. Yeah. Yeah. There's a very interesting article, though, about Mm -hmm. how it's not the big deal that it was years and years ago when a host of a late night talk show left like when johnny carson left yeah that was like a big deal that was a huge deal because not just because he was leaving after 30 years of being behind that desk but also who was going to ascend that throne right it really was folks game of thrones for that kind of shit. it really was it really was and that is why there was this whole big hullabaloo with David Letterman because he thought he was going to be the heir apparent to The Tonight Show, mm-hmm. but it ended up going to Jay Leno instead, so there was beef there. I always actually did like um Well, I think, and then when Letterman Leno left, when Leno left, then it was yet another thing of, like, Conan, what was, Co- where was Conan going to fall in, and well, Kimmel... Yeah, and- and Conan ended up having his own show. Yeah. Uh, um, what's his name from Saturday Night Live? Jimmy Fallon ended up taking over. Yeah. And and thank God, because he wasn't the funniest guy on Saturday Night Live, so he found mm. his niche. Oh, okay. Fallon. On, uh, as a late night talk show host. Yeah. And then Stephen Colbert took over for Letterman. 
right? No. Colbert yeah. was on cable. He, right now, he's on CBS, where Letterman was. Oh, well, I see what you're saying. That's yeah, what yeah, I'm yeah. Saying. Yes, yes, Stephen he did. Colbert right. took over for Letterman. And then we had uh, oh, Craig Ferguson and The Late Late Show. Yeah. Which now, what's his face is doing, but what's his face is leaving too. Uh, yes, and I know who you're talking about. Um, what's his name? Uh, the British, British guy. guy. Mm-hmm. His name Carpool is... karaoke with. Uh, British guy. Fuck. Oh, I can see it in my head. All right. Anyway. Anyway. The article went on to say how it's not so big of a deal anymore when people leave, because now. Not only with the advent of more ways to actually get entertainment younger people should take over these types of things so that there should be higher turnover than there was in the past and all that other sort of stuff. So James anyway. Corden. James Corden, thank you. There we go. Also, it looks like Smile, the aforementioned horror movie Smile, got a 78 on Rotten Tomatoes. Is that good? Hmm. Yeah, actually. Okay. Could be a lot worse. Okay. Yeah, what movie opened up a few weeks ago and only had like a 30%? Anywho, who cares? It's probably gone now. It's probably a piece of shit. And last but not least, (laughs) uh, Bill Skarsgård, the guy who played Pennywise in the remake of It. Okay. Is going to be Nosferatu in the remake of Nosferatu. That's actually pretty good casting. Although I feel bad for this Skarsgård. Because his brother is all good-looking and shit, and is playing like the Northman, and he was on True Blood and all that other sort of stuff, and and this leftover remnant of DNA, he's playing Aww. like Pennywise and Nosferatu, and I I feel kind of bad. I think that. he's I think he likes it. I I think he does too, and he's perfect for it, and he's and he's a he's a fairly good-looking guy. Let me let me blow up this picture. Yeah, he's actually pretty good-looking, in a creepy, weird way, but yeah. <laughs> And Lily Rose Depp is going to be in this movie as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anywho. So that's what we got for news, people. All right. All right. So log on to thewatchlistpod.com. Click on that Contact Us button. Do you get a hankering for something when you go to the movies or when you watch movies at home? Do you watch... Do you... like, do you rewatch movies at home, or are you only like a one and done kind of thing, no matter how you see it? Because I rewatch the fuck out of things, ad nauseum, and I and I understand that I create nauseum in Laura when I rewatch the same shit over and over and over again. Um. Also, are you looking forward to uh, just Halloween movies? I know I am. I started watching The Lost Boys again today. But I held off because Laura wants to watch it with me. So anyway, so that's what we got. Why am I tired? Because uh, it's midnight. <sighs> this sucks. Getting old sucks. It really does. It really does. I, I was waiting at the doctor's shot. office. <laughs> and the music playing, I was like, kind of like, yeah, I dig this song. Oh, man. Yeah, I haven't heard this song in a while. Yeah. Ooh, another good song. Cool. 
And then I texted Sam saying, man, they're playing some good music in this doctor's office. Damn, I'm old. And then suddenly the music took a turn and it was all crap. Define crap. It was like older shit from like the 70s that I never was interested in. Like Uh, that easy listening 70s crap. Ooh, Yacht Rock. I'm all about that. I'm all about that. I would have had a good time in your doctor's office. But I mean, I was enjoying Chardet and a little bit of Phil Collins, and then I don't even know who did those songs, and they were crap. Well, I mean, it wasn't I, even I the Pina Colada song. I would be down for the Pina Colada song. That's a great song. But it the guy is a complete shithead in that song. If you listen to the lyrics oh, I know, of the Pina I know Colada the lyrics song, of that song. I'm like, damn, these people suck. Not just the guy, yeah. but the girl, and not his just right. Wife is a sucky person too. They're both because because if you listen to that song, the wife started stepping out or wanting to step out first. Yeah, she placed the ad. She placed the ad. He was just re- looking at the ads in the paper. Right. And then he was like, "Oh, this sounds intriguing, but that ad I had have to have been meet in the paper." You tomorrow noon. That's right. At a bar called O'Malley's, where they'll plan their escape. Exactly. And then she walked in, and it was a familiar face. And oh, she said, it's "Oh, you. it's you." <laughs> oh, I never knew. <laughs> if you like pina coladas. And getting caught in the rain. And if you ever listen to the soundtracks for Guardians of the Galaxy, you know the song that we're talking about. There we go. Yeah. All right. Anywho. Anywho, but I'll tell you what, I was bopping to New Edition today in the store. Oh. They were playing Mr. Telephone Man. Oh, cute. Mr. Oh man. And I was just bopping along. I was like, <laughs> and I was just mouthing the words, and I look like a fat old asshole doing that. <laughs> Mr. Telephone Man, there's something wrong with my line when I dial my baby's number. And people in the produce are like, what the fuck are you? Will you take a red pepper and leave? <laughs> Some strange man is on the telephone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need an onion. He's telling me my baby ain't home. Oh, shit. I bought cilantro. She ain't got no butter line. All right. Enough, enough. I'm sorry. It was just. Getting out of hand. Going long here, man. No, it's not. This is comedy. This is This is comedy gold-plated metal. Anyway. All right, people. Thank you very much for listening, and and we will. I promise, I will invest more time for next week and and watch more stuff. Right, but I'm cool. thinking, I'm thinking, I might put together a list of some Halloween goodies mm-hmm. that are not the Halloween movies. What? That is crazy talk. It is crazy talk. Even though I'm very much looking forward to Halloween ends in a couple of weeks, I'm thinking I want to put together a list of stuff to watch on Halloween or for Halloween leading up to it that I think people will enjoy. And some of it's going to be old, some of it's going to be new, but I think people will get a kick out of it. 
Have a great week, everybody. And we will talk to you all next time. Okay, okay bye. bye.